Hey guys, Dan Walshman here. So excited uh, that you're back today for another episode of the Edgy Conversations podcast. As you know, this is the place where driven people with clear goals can be their best selves. If you're wondering what happened to Radical Health for people who want it, that's right, we've changed it up. We've been looking to simplify, to be a little more clear. Um, you know what's interesting? For those of you who listen to the podcast, you know what we're all about. You know that it it's insights on topics that are meaningful to all of us. We've been operating under the radical help of people who want it. Part of the hard work that our team has been working on is a brand new website for danwaltzman.com. Like, I feel like brand new everything. We're, we're, we're constantly changing and upgrading. Here's what I've realized over the last few years. You guys get it. You guys get it. You listen to the podcast. You're part of the community from reading blogs to taking part in the Edgy Empire of Awesomeness Facebook group. Uh, some of you are part of, of our inner circle uh, Edgy Nation group. And what's interesting is that you, you know the terminology. You know that Edgy is extreme, disciplined, giving, and human. You know that that is the genome for success. It's just, yeah, it's, it's easy. You know it. It bounces kind of uh, off the tip of your tongue. Um, but, but... With 7 billion people on the planet, not everyone knows about edgy. And this is going to segue into what I want to tell you about today. I've spent a lot of time trying to figure out what I want to do with my life. Maybe that's because I'm almost 40. But maybe it could be that I spend time running and I just need something to think about. Who knows? But I often think about what could I be doing to deliver maximum impact? What what am I missing? What could I enhance, upgrade? What skill do I need to make sure that people who are looking for help know to look in our direction? And so, as we begin to think about it, uh, Sarah, we were in the middle of a meeting, and I've said community and resources for people who want more. And Sarah said, you know, as I look at your group, she started listing off a bunch of names. She said, these are all really driven people. They're ordinary people. They're normal people, but they're really driven. And they all have clear goals. And she said, I think our community is really about driven people with clear goals who want to be the best version of themselves. And I thought, yeah, that's it. That's it to a T. So a little bit of, a help, uh, a little bit of help from Sarah here in dragging that across the finish line. By the way, if you don't have a, 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 someone in your life who can kind of decode your thoughts. Yeah, go find that person because it's pretty cool when someone points out, uh, uh, I don't know, they, they, they give you a different perspective that you don't have and you're like, yeah, I've been trying to put all those pieces together. And for me, if you're like me, you know, if the piece doesn't fit, I'm like taking out my pocket knife trying to like make that puzzle piece fit where it should go. And of course, then you have these magical people who can just go, no, this is what I think you're seeing. And it's really cool. Now, here's why all this matters. Because today I want to talk to you a little bit about why surprise and delight probably are not happening for you. Now this month, we've been talking about surprise and delight. And what's interesting about this topic, this whole discussion, is that it's easily, it's, it's easily tagged as something that doesn't really matter unless you're in sales and marketing. And by the way, if you're in sales and marketing, most of the time people think it doesn't really matter anyways, right? <laughs> I'm just doing what I should be doing. I'm just doing my job. Let me do my job, right? Really, you're in the surprise and delight business. 
If you're in HR, your job is to deliver surprise and delight in what you're doing in HR. If you're in fill in the blank, customer service, if you're the receptionist, if you're the person who takes the lug nuts off, off a car on the side of the road because you're doing that roadside assistance, your job is to, to deliver surprise and delight. I still, um, I, I, I travel a lot and, and it's not uncommon for me to, to use Uber. And what's interesting about it is you, you'll, someone will open a door, especially if I'm in a group of people, I might take a, 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 you know, a black car or a large black car, like an Escalade or something. And, and it's interesting, you'll, you'll get in and they have a, you know, some of the, some of the Uber drivers have tiny little waters, a little bit of candy. And it's interesting the you know, now the nine billionth time I'm in an Uber, it's almost like, where are your waters? Where are your chargers? Right. You're kind of almost like, you know, expecting it. But I remember the first few times I, I stepped into a car and there were little waters and I was like, oh, well, that's pretty cool. And I almost didn't want to touch it. But, you know, of course, if I was thirsty, I grabbed one, stuffed it in my bag and, and then took it with me for the later of the day. And, and, that, and that little bottle of water might have cost them, I don't know, what if it, what, what's a half bottle of water cost? 75 cents, 50 cents? But it brought surprise and delight. Now, did that guy get a five-star rating? I probably would have given him a five-star rating anyways. But don't underestimate the power of surprise, whether you're driving a car or you know, you're doing any other job, whether you are the boss or you have a boss. And by the way, we all have a boss anyways. Even if you think you're the boss, you've got customers, constituents, employees. Uh, so you're not really the boss. But glossing over that for a second, that'll be for another podcast. Um, no matter what job you're in, I want to impress upon you that the best way to get promoted, the best way to build your customers, the best way to engage is to master the art intentionally of delivering surprise and delight. Now, why did I say surprise and delight? Because sometimes when I say surprise, people take that the, the wrong way. And you've heard, you've got a friend. You've heard, right? <laughs> you've got a friend who it will say to you, I hate surprises. And they you know, throw their fists up in the air and grimace. I hate, do not surprise me. I hate surprise. I hate being surprised. Now, no one hates being delighted, right? What was the last time one of your friends threw up their hands and said, I... I hate being delighted. Do not delight me. No, what they say is I hate being surprised. Now, often those people are, uh, what they mean is, I want to be in control of a situation and I want to know everything before, you know, before I need to know. And, and, and that's what they really mean when I say I hate surprises. So I always link these together to say surprise and delight. So someone is surprised and then a millisecond before they can get perhaps offended or try to interpret um, that surprise as something negative, they immediately have this warm sensation that flows from their head to their belly and maybe causes their lips to turn upwards and they smile and they go, well, isn't that cool? They're delighted. Now, in delivering surprise and delight, like with edgy, you know, kind of the genome of all things awesome, I often ask myself a, a series of questions. So what? So what? Maybe, and then what? And then what? And I, if I ask this question enough times, it usually takes me to the birthplace, to the beginning, right, of where this phenomenon is happening. Often in sales, uh, I'll talk to a team and I'll say, well, tell me how we got here. And they'll tell me. 
And then I'll say, and what happened before that? And then what? And then what? And after about 17 or 18 asks, and maybe you've been a part of this and you've been like, oh my God, this guy's annoying me. After about 17 or 18 asks, you get to the very beginning and you notice, you notice something very interesting. You notice how this entire process started and how something begins is often how it ends, right? You can save a deal. Often I get the call, hey, Dan, what do I do now? How do I save this deal? And I will help them. And sometimes I'll even say on the phone, now, by the way, this is not ideal. This strategy is absolutely bonkers. It'll work, but it's bonkers. We're just doing this because of where you are right now. I don't want you where you are right now. I want you in a different position. But from where you are now, this is where I think we should proceed. I always put that disclaimer out there often, often put that disclaimer out there because I don't want them to. Uh, think, oh, Dan rescued me. He's going to rescue me again. My behavior doesn't matter. I'll just do whatever I want and then call Dan and he's going to save the deal. Believe it or not, for those of you chuckling, (laughs) perhaps in management, you've got team members exactly like that. But before I digress, let's go back to what we just said a minute ago. Where does this begin? So where does surprise and delight begin? Well, what I know about surprise and delight is it requires an obsession with experience and process. It requires, I think you would agree, an attention to detail. I don't think you would argue with me when I say that to deliver surprise and delight, and sometimes I'll even call this a theater of success, but but let's not use those words now. Just, you know, for further discussion in business, I often call this a theater of success. So if surprise and delight requires obsession what else could we call that? Could we call that passion? Would you agree with me about ambition? Would we call that attention to detail? Obsessing the details maybe even? Now, what type of person is passionate and obsesses about details? Is it a person who's just going through the motions? No, you're already nodding your head, right? No. Is it a person who's not invested and outcomes and results? Is it a person who doesn't care, just going through the motions, kind of, well, it'll be what it'll be? I think you see where I'm going, right? Delivering surprise and delight demands that you have passion and purpose. It it demands that you're doing exactly what you believe you should be doing. And while those are easy words to throw around, most of us are just not doing what we should be doing. We're not. If you want to know why there's so many, so few successful people, on the flip side, why there are so many stressed out people, it is simply for this very reason. The same root, the same genome from which we create surprise and delight is the beginnings of this stressed out society and stressed out families that are a part of all of our lives or, or, or in some way or another, you're impacted by this. Either you are the person stressed out or you're a degree away from somebody or go to church with somebody or community or work or involved with somebody who has this stressed out family situation. And it's because we're not doing what we should be doing. We have jobs and ways of generating revenue that are driven by what we've always done. Well, I've always been in baseball management. Just made that one up, by the way. So I guess I'm, 
I'm going to keep doing that. We don't stop to ask ourselves, is that what I'm passionate about? We don't stop to say, like, do I love this? Can I get so wound, wound up about this that, like, it's all I think about? By the way, when you hear stories about, you know, Billy Bean, go, go research his story where he figured out a new way to, to build a baseball team by not just looking at home run hitters, but guys who could get on base. You know, that level of obsession and attention to, to detail is what it takes to deliver surprise and delight. And of course, for Billy Bean, all he wanted was what? He wanted a World Series. He wanted a ring on his finger. But it started with an obsession. It didn't start with the ring. It started with that obsession to look at the details about what uh, is required for a championship team. And if you go, oh my God, I hate what I do, but I'm, but I'm planning once I make enough money in four years, or I'm planning once I make partner, or I'm planning once I have enough money, or I'm planning once I get out of debt, or I'm planning blah, 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 fill in the blanks. You're not someone who's going to be able to deliver surprise and delight, which means Everything you do from this point forward is going to be complicated by the bullshit that you are intentionally putting yourself through. And if I sound a little bit preachy, I'm sorry, but there's no way I can get off this pedestal right now. I've, I've got to soapbox the hell out of you for a couple more minutes. Here's the reality. And if you're listening to the podcast and you know that I love you, I, I have no ill will for you, but I train champions. It's what I do. How I spend my time. And very often, I have not myself acted like a champion. I haven't. I have sacrificed family and love for money. Thinking family and love will be there when I have enough money. And it has been a tornado of BS that has consumed and pillaged and destroyed my little town, my life. And I know if that can happen to me, and I am just an ordinary dude, a normal person like you, with probably an outsized bit of energy, a little more craziness than the average Joe, if I know that can happen to me, I am pretty damn sure it's, it's either a temptation for you or something that you are living with right now. And man, do we have hard choices. Man, do we have hard choices. We have hard choices. But actually, in a certain sense, it's a bit easier when you think about the options. You've got to start doing what you love eventually, right? There ha isn't there a time in your life when you decide you're just going to do what you're passionate about? About two years ago, that journey began for me. I've always been good at helping companies and leaders make money. Um, I'm passionate. I, I love that. There's a very thin slice of strategy that I am the best in the world at. And, and the reason why I'm best in the world, and I'm not speaking braggadociously, is that it's just I'm, I'm able to go where other people aren't able to go. I obsess about it. So that's my, that's my thing. I don't consider myself a, a, a sales guru, even though I'm on all of those lists all the time and usually like one of the top, you know, four or five people. I, I say that I'm not unhappy about that. I think it's kind of cool that people recognize you for your obsession and hard work and, and insights. I don't put too much credence into it because what I'm super passionate about is not just helping companies, but helping individuals, right? 
not just a company make money, but to see individuals flourish. You know how cool it is? I'm doing, some, I'm doing more coaching now. I think you guys know that. And I'm coaching teams and, and companies now will pay me to coach their entire team, which is different because I used to advise leaders and then the leader would push it out and they'd say, hey, Dan's coming around. He's going to kick your ass and just listen to what he says. Now it's like I'm coaching individuals inside those teams and I'm working with a team right now and it is awesome to see them flourish. They've hired some good people, this company has, but the individuals themselves kind of have just like gone through the motions, executing a process. By the way, this is one of the dangers if you've got a team and a well, well lubricated sort of sort of sales process. I know processes are good, but you can have a team just kind of mindlessly go, go through them, and they they miss they miss out on the richness of like what this is all about. Oh my gosh, I'm way over time. Let me wrap this up. It's fun for me to pursue helping them because that my friends is my destiny not working with companies not helping them make billions for me that was scary because i had to walk away from millions of dollars of business literally i had to one day wake up and say enough i'm done i'm all done i am all done and of course you're never all done and it's never that fast i was scared so i began to not take on any new clients. And then I went a step further and said, some of the clients that I had been working with that were problematic, I just began to like say, hey, I don't think it's a good fit. Or I would say something nice like, hey, I think I've kind of worn out my welcome here. You, you know enough, just keep going. And so one by one, I either stopped taking on new clients or began to jettison some of the clients that I was working with that were no longer a good fit. And then I reached this point where I, I began to, spend most of my time with you in the community, the edgy empire of awesomeness, building communities, building training. And, you know, whereas I was selling consulting for lots of, I mean, seven, I mean, millions of dollars, I'm now selling a course for, you know, a thousand dollars and I'm selling uh, a membership to an inner circle for 90 bucks where I might make a profit of $10 a person. Right. And I'm freaking out going, Oh my gosh, how is this all going to work? Now I don't have the conclusion of that story. This is not one of these stories where I'm coming to you writing a book or a, a, a memento. What, is that what, not a memento. What is it? Memoir. Oh my gosh, it's a me memoir where you say, here's the happy ending. I don't have the happy ending yet, but what I've, or at least not a happy ending that is money and fame. What I have is a happy ending that says, I'm passionate about what I'm doing. And if I have to sell one of my cars, you know, I joke, we've got three cars for, for two drivers. <laughs> Not sure that matters, right? We have to sell a car, brand new or not. If I have to sell my house, right, which is almost paid off, right? I'm pretty proud of that. If I have to not burn it down because I want money from it, so I'm not interested in burning it, but you know what I mean? Burning the ships. Whatever I have to do, I'm going to do to stay on this path. And that may seem radical to you. And it, seem, it seemed, seemed radical to me at the time as well. What I've realized is, one, I can make more money. If all of this goes horribly wrong and I file bankruptcy, which, come on, I can go make money. I, I know how to do that. It's a God-given skill. I know how to do it. But I can't buy more time. 
time I'm sharing with you right now, even though I'm going long, apologies, the time I have with my family, my kids going to back to school nights, Sarah, who needs my attention and company. I just, those are things, my friends, we don't, we don't get a second chance at. We don't. And if you're not doing things that allow you to deliver surprise and delight, I challenge you to make that change today. You don't need to go from, you know, hot to cold in an hour. You don't need to flip, you know, the script in a few minutes. You don't need to go from zero to 60. I'm using all the analogies. I get it right now. But here's what you need to do. You need to sit down and decide what could you be so passionate about in your soul that you are willing to climb the mountains and walk through the fires and swim the oceans and fight back the Mongols, right? It doesn't matter what it is. You're willing to do it because you are absolutely obsessed with that thing. Thank you for spending time with me today. I know I went long, but this is from my soul. And I wanted to share with you about the beginnings of Surprise and Delight. If you're not already actively engaged inside the edgy empire of awesomeness and you're wondering why the heck does Dan keep bringing up on his podcast, it's on Facebook. Just go to Facebook, the edgy empire of awesomeness. You will see other driven people who have clear goals or are working on getting clear goals who want to be the best version of themselves. That's you. Come play with us. Come talk to us. Come push our buttons. We will help you, love you, challenge you, push you, encourage you. At the end of the day, you can't help but be a better version of yourself. I'm Dan Walshman. Thanks for hanging. I will see you on the next episode of the Edgy Conversations podcast. Podcast.